This is the Andrew Lake Podcast, and in this episode, we're talking about explosives as a metaphor for creating your very own paradigm shift. I sincerely hope you enjoy. This conversation is a guide to homemade explosives. Have you ever thought about trying to make your own explosives? Make your own bomb? Household materials? Make a bomb at home? Little creative project? Along with your art and craft? There is a famous quote or video which comes from Julius Robert Oppenheimer. He says, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Oppenheimer is considered by many to be the father of the atomic bomb for his role in the Manhattan Project. So he was a part of the team of physicists, scientists, engineers, mathematicians that helped develop the first atomic bomb, the bombs that were used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The first atomic bomb was detonated on July 16, 1945, in what was known as the Trinity Test in New Mexico, and it was after witnessing this test bomb that Oppenheimer has said these words, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. It's quite a famous quote. It's one of those ones that is up there with, I have a dream, and that's one small step for man. It's made its way into our world culture. But we should look at this quote a little bit closer, because on the surface it seems like he's saying this because he feels like he's turned himself into an instrument of destruction, of death. And he does look quite sad, he looks quite melancholy about his role in the destruction. Uh. He looks quite melancholy about his role in the development of this piece of equipment. But if we look closer at this quote, we can see that he's actually taken this quote from a quote, which is from the Bhagavad Gita which is a Hindu text, and go easy on my Hindu mythology because I'm still trying to get my head around it. But the way I understand it is that the Hindus, in their religion, have many gods. So typically in Christianity or Islam, you have one god, which is the ruler of all things. He's the father figure. But in Hindu mythology, it's a little bit different, where there's many gods. You might have a god of fertility, a god of prosperity, a god of change, a god of destruction. And each god is seen more like a player or a character in a story. And they all have their part in the story, in the cosmic story. So Hinduism is a little bit different in that it's polytheism 
rather than monotheism. So there are many gods, not just one. So these words, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, comes from a scene in the Bhagavad Gita, where Vishnu, who is the god of preserving things, is trying to persuade a prince to do his duty. He's trying to teach a prince to play his role in the cosmic world. And at this point in the scene, the prince is supposedly meant to cause violence and destruction. But the prince is resisting. He's saying, I won't do it. I won't take my part. So Vishnu, who is usually the god of preserving things, morphs himself into a new form to demonstrate that this god can be many things to the prince. Vishnu becomes the destroyer. He takes the form of Shiva, which is the other form of the god. Shiva is known for destruction and destroying things. So Vishnu then calls out, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. And he plays out the act of violence. And this demonstrates that the god of preserving and the god of destroying are two in the same. It's the yin and the yang. And Krishna always has that relation with Shiva. They go together. Also known as Brahman, which is the one that encompasses both these sides of the same coin. So with that in mind, it might appear that Oppenheimer is saying things more like that he is playing his role in the cosmic drama and that the destroying nature of this atomic bomb is actually also a part of the creative nature. It has a creative side to it. And there's something quite unsettling about witnessing an atomic bomb going off. It shows how fragile we are. When that first test bomb went off, our world changed because everything became a little bit more fragile. Everything became a little bit more on edge. And in a sense, by extension, everything became a little bit more precious. Everything became a little bit more beautiful. And it's by contrast of this incredible destruction and tragedy that we learn how beautiful and delicate life is. And I think Oppenheimer understood that connection, and that's why he turned to Hindu mythology to wrap his head around what it means to play a part of the cosmic drama, which is so destructive. So with this illustration of explosions being a symbol of destruction and bringing into focus the fragility of our lives, we can turn to our metaphor of the day, our philosophical backflip, which is that of paradigms. So paradigm comes from the Greek word para, which means beside, as in parallel, and denigma, which is to show, para, denigma, paradigm. So to show side by side. And 
What an explosion is, is a paradigm shift. And our working definition of the word paradigm, in a modern sense, is your web of beliefs, values, assumptions, desires, and possibilities. So a paradigm is your web of understanding reality. It's all the things you think together that are real. It's everything you think and use to explain your place in the world. So your paradigm is your perspective in its totality. So to understand a paradigm is to understand two perspectives side by side. To have a paradigm shift is to move from one perspective to another. So there are a couple of things that paradigm shifts and explosions share in common. For example, potential energy. Explosions need a chemical which is in one state, which can possibly transition to another state. So there is a chemical form that forms into another chemical form. In the case of our metaphor, it would be a web of beliefs which can form into another web of beliefs. Another thing that explosions and paradigm shifts have in common is they need an ignition. So they need a spark, a shock, a fuse to be lit, a friction, an impact, some heat. And usually there's an event in someone's life or a piece of information that comes along which causes a paradigm shift. There's usually a trigger for your midlife crisis. There's usually something that sets off your change in direction. Another thing that paradigm shifts and explosions have in common is rapid deterioration, rapid release of heat and pressure. So when a paradigm shift occurs, the previous beliefs fall away. There's an expansion of new beliefs, of new assumptions. Another thing we might ask is, are explosions sudden or gradual? Well, on the surface, it might seem like they're sudden. I know the detonation of the first atomic bomb might seem like a simple countdown and then a sudden explosion. But there were a lot of things that had to go into the making of that bomb. There was a lot of maths, a lot of processes, a lot of research, a lot of scientific development. And the calculations actually took a long time. It was a whole team of people. It was quite a lot that went into the first atomic bomb. And cracking that code was quite a significant scientific achievement. And that would have happened over the course of months and years. So in one sense, the explosion of that first atomic bomb took a very long time and was very gradual. And that single moment where the actual explosion happened was really just one small step in a long series of things. And you can notice this in the people that become frustrated or the people who are fed up or the people who just give up and they say, I just can't do it anymore. It's over. I just can't do it can't explain, it's done, I'm done. Really, if you trace back over their feelings and their emotions and their thought processes leading up to that point, 
It was sort of like a small snowball. It was a gradual snowball to this breaking point where something tips over and they have that paradigm shift and they say, that's it, I'm done. I can't see where I'm going. I can't see where I'm coming from. I can't see any point in this. I'm over. I'm out of here. I'm completely shifting. I'm taking a full 180 degree turn, even though things have been turning for me quite gradually for a long time. Your paradigm is your way of thinking. It's your ideology. It's the limits to what you can see. It's how you think things are. Most people make their way through life thinking that things are the way they are. What I believe is what's true. Some things I'm not sure about, but the majority of things I can be safely assured for. Most things I can be sure of. Most of my core beliefs can be sure to me. It's quite rare that we come across something by accident that actually shocks our core beliefs. For example, when did you last have a heated argument with someone? When was the last time you saw something that you couldn't explain at all? When was the last time you were speechless at something you'd seen? When a terrorist detonates an explosion in a crowd, this is actually not only an explosion in the physical world, but it's a clash of paradigms. It's a paradigm explosion because this terrorist has a web of beliefs and that is driving him to do this action and it is pushing against the webs of beliefs of the people he is trying to explode. So a terrorist explosion is a perfect example of a physical explosion and also a paradigm explosion because it's beliefs trying to enforce themselves on other beliefs as a web, as a network, as a whole paradigm. There was a period in the world of comedy when every comedian was trying to outdo the other with how crude they could be. They were trying to be more offensive, more sinister, more crude, more disgusting, more politically incorrect. This was a whole period in comedy, and it was this whole thing that people were trying to do to push against the norms. And people became extremely offended. There's incredible things that they would say. Things that you would get crucified for saying today. And it's when people say things that are offensive that we know something is coming up against our paradigm. You shouldn't say that. That's sacred. And this push between the sacred and the profane, or the politically correct and the incorrect, or the sensitive and the insensitive, or the crude and the pure, is the same as this difference between destruction and preservation, or destruction and creation, explosion and creation, this clash of paradigms. There are a few topics today that you can know are sensitive subjects, such as gender identity, pedophilia, racism, and politics in general. 
politics is a good one because you've got your you've got your beliefs of how things should be of the policies that should be in place and how the government should be and this is clashing with how someone else thinks they should be a political debate is a perfect example of two paradigms clashing together although politics doesn't really dig at core beliefs like the terrorist does so the clash might not be quite as dramatic although that is a general statement some politics can be as dramatic as terrorism depending on where you are so with all this in mind how do you create your own explosion well we can split this into two because you can create an explosion in someone else you can create an explosion in yourself. So they're slightly different methods, but I think we should explain both. There are two kinds of people that know how to detonate a bomb. There's two categories of people that understand the mechanics of bomb making. One is the terrorist who's built it and intends to use it in a malicious way, in a violent way to cause harm, and another is the bomb squad, the anti-terrorist, the SWAT team, who intend to dismantle it carefully. Both these groups of people know the ins and the outs of bombs, but they have very different intentions behind doing it. Most people don't have a clue about how explosives work. Most people don't know what's going on with a bomb. They wouldn't know the first thing about creating or dismantling a bomb. So by knowing the mechanics of explosions, keep in mind that you want to be sidestepping the dangers of them, but in some cases using them as an effect on yourself, and possibly even as an effect on someone else. So if you're having a conversation with someone, all you've got to do is go against their assumptions or expose their assumptions. So this is quite easy if you know what an assumption is. And all you have to do is say, how did you arrive at that conclusion? Why do you think like that? How did you work that out? What made you think that way? How do you know that's true? These are all questions that get at people's assumptions. It gets at their thought processes. It gets at the underlying structures behind what they're saying. You can also ask them to explain something that they don't believe in, or they think is wrong, or that isn't true. And the way you push against what they tell you is to simply say, that's not correct, or I don't believe that, or I disagree. That doesn't seem right. I wouldn't have got the same conclusion. That doesn't prove anything. You simply undermine their assumptions. And be very careful with this, because it can be quite distressing. This is how arguments are born. This is really the whole origin of all arguments, which is that people misunderstand each other and people disagree with each other. The fundamental principle 
of all arguments is this. How can something be correct in my head, but incorrect in your head? So if I explain my reasoning, and I explain my beliefs, and you still hold it to be incorrect, that exposes that there is something wrong with my reasoning. Make sure you express that you understand the reasoning, but you still disagree with it, or you still misunderstand it. And this is going to cause an explosion. This is going to cause an absolute rift in the conversation. It will be full-blown argument, if not total emotional breakdown. So that's how to create an explosion within two people, within a conversation for someone else. Now, if you have a rapport with this person, and you have set up the parameters of creating explosions, and you have told them that this is what you are going to do, then this can become very constructive. If you tell the person that you're going to be undermining their beliefs for the purposes of building it up and exposing inadequacies, then this can be a very powerful way to learn about new ways of thinking and new concepts. And it's very hard for people to humble themselves to being wrong. But if you can do it, then that's how you become much more productive in your conversations. Now, how to defuse an explosion? This is quite simple. Instead of disagreeing with everything they say, you agree with it. But there's an added step that you need to do. You can't just agree with it straight away. You have to add the step of listening to their reasoning and comprehending their reasoning. So first say, I don't understand, can you explain it to me? So first reveal that the idea is not in your head. You don't have a shared understanding, you don't have a shared perspective. But once you've established that you understand the perspective, the reasoning, the line of thought, the logic, the process, then you can say, I can see why you would think that. I can agree with your point. If you want to get along with someone quite easily, you can use this process to just agree with everything that they say. Of course, what might come to mind is where does authenticity lie? If you're just agreeing with everything, or you're just disagreeing with everything, well, you're not taking a stand. You're just going along. You're just t stirring up the pot. You're just causing explosions for no reason, or avoiding explosions for no reason. And this is where a deeper set of values needs to come forward. This is when we're starting to dig into the very principles of paradigms. Because you might find if you go around agreeing with everyone that these conversations that you have don't really mean much. They don't really change much. If you can think whatever you want and say whatever you want, 
and yet go off and be completely indifferent at the end of the day, then you might be asking yourself, what's the point of this conversation? There's no reason to reveal processes of thought or beliefs between people if we are just talking around and around. And that's when your conversation will open up to a deeper principle, which is how is it that we construct our paradigms? This is when we start to talk about ontology and epistemology. And we're talking about, well, what is it that actually allows us to have this web of beliefs? So we're not talking about the content of beliefs or the content of paradigms. We're talking about the structures themselves. So, how to create an explosion for yourself. How to cause a paradigm shift for yourself. Well, it's quite simple. You talk to people who have different beliefs to you. Learn about people that have a different perspective. Take on assumptions which other people have but you don't have. So to do this, you have to be curious about how people think, why they do the things they do, what it is that they want, what their goals are, what their values are. And if you're doing this, you're really trying to enter into other perspectives. And this is quite a mature way of expanding your paradigm and expanding your understanding. Taking on the point of view of someone else, specifically for challenging your own, for destroying your own. And destroying your paradigm, exploding your paradigm, is much in the same as expanding your paradigm and strengthening your paradigm. So the more information you come in about the more different a person to you, the better. This means you need to listen to people that are totally different to you, from totally different backgrounds, from totally different cultures, from a different time and place. Read different books, read different styles of books. And if you can really read a book about something that you're not interested in, well, that's pushing against the limits of your paradigm. How to avoid a paradigm shift within yourself? Well, just avoid new information. Stay away from new experiences. Stay away from different ideas. Stay away from different concepts. Dismiss other people's opinions. Reduce other paradigms to smaller, pathetic things. These things are not true. These things are insufficient. You're delusional. You're wrong. You can basically just not be open-minded and not be curious about things. Just keep going along with whatever it is that you're doing and stay true to the course that you're on because that's all you need. But for them that are more interested in expanding understanding, paradigm explosions are desirable. And these things will creep up on you gradually. They will build up. And enough information will go in in such a way as to cause a sudden explosion when everything will have to shift. Everything will have to be 
moved into a new frame of reference. So, this is our guide to homemade explosives as a metaphor for creating a paradigm shift within yourself. Talked about paradigms quite a lot now. I hope you're starting to build up a picture of what it means and what the processes involved are. Thanks very much for tuning in. My name is Andrew and we'll be back soon with more. I hope you have an explosive day. Uh.